maybe have an opinion about how inflation works. <laughs> right? Why is it that people who have no fucking clue suddenly want to have an opinion about inflation? They don't know anything about all of the contributing... Like, they don't know anything about the elements in the equation, yet they want to weigh in on it. We now bring you Enter the Freud. This is for entertainment purposes only. It is no way medical advice. I can't figure out why we all feel compelled to weigh in on subjects like um, the LGBT controversy. And it's like, well, and when I say that, it's like, which one? Well, you could say, why do you have to have an opinion about books that talk about being gay in school? Right? Some... Someone, if you pay attention to the media or, or occasionally you get in a conversation with someone and there's a weird thing and I don't know when this occurred. I don't know when this started to become normalized that we all should have an opinion about every subject that comes past us. It's like, totally. Like, do you see what I'm saying? To I know exactly. It's totally true. And it's become really obvious Something about COVID where everyone needed to have their stance on vaccines and their stance on social distancing. And then you needed a stance on Ukraine and a stance on Johnny Depp and a stance on gun control, dude. And like you, if you don't have a stance, it's like you're not a human being. But so what the fuck is that? Because I think if we were going to figure out what are the things that one should have, like what's the most important thing to do? Someone's going to say it's health. It's money, it's friends, relationships, whatever, right? Well, uh, what if it's the ability to pivot and not feel sucked into conversations that have nothing to do with you, right? <laughs> like, so, so yesterday this guy... You mean to say that Johnny Depp and Amber Heard has nothing to do with me? <laughs> How could you say that? This is important. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I don't know what, like, that's an, that's an obvious silly one, but what about these other ones that they, some, it's like insidious. It, it secretly creeps up and then we all feel like, oh, we should have an opinion on it. And then worse than that, to go totally yeah. against my grandparents' opinion, actually say what your opinion is. Like, right. my grandparents never fucking say what their opinion is on so Totally. That was like. That's so funny. Isn't that weird? Yeah, it's so so it's this generational change because you're totally right. Our grandparents aren't going to say what their opinion is at all on anything, and they're especially not going to get into a furious argument, and they're especially not going to like sever relationships because of differences in gun control opinion. Absolutely not. But so somehow over the past what? It's only two generations. Two generations later, we we have somehow convinced ourselves that we should have an opinion on this. It, it, like, the, I was talking to this guy yesterday, and he says that he he was talking to his buddy's girlfriend. His his buddy's girlfriend says, "Listen, I don't think comedians who are white should make jokes about any other minority group. In fact, they shouldn't even make jokes about women because white." particularly white men hold all the privilege and they therefore everyone should make fun of them 
because they're they ha- they have all the benefits of life and they never suffer, right? They don't struggle. Nothing bad can happen to them because they're in the ultimate position. And yeah. And you know this argument, right? It's all mm-hmm. too it's all too common. It's like crept into a bunch of different areas. But yeah. Like in that case, why did the guy feel compelled to even discuss this further with her? Why didn't he just say, "Ah, and that's hilarious. You're funny. Oh, you're you're talking about that thing. Haha." Like, why is it that then he would feel compelled to talk about it later and say like, "Oh, man, don't you think it's weird how how he felt he felt trapped and then like on guard that he should have to have a a somehow weird opinion about that?" Yeah, it's a good question. I think it's like a state of consciousness shift. Like a few generations ago, our great, great, great grandparents, I feel like their consciousness was just more directed at more practical everyday things, you know, like farming or milking the cows or working their more simple job. And their their, their, uh, consciousness was just more consigned to like so let's go back several generations kind of before maybe even electricity and it's just like your life was just like milking the cows or you know getting the food ready or and that's just what it was and and so your consciousness was kind of consumed with immediate life practicalities and then with as society changed now our consciousness is consumed with this thing you know and like, here's where my consciousness is. And here's like Amber Heard and Johnny Depp and the chat rooms and the whatever. And now that's like what I'm consumed with. So so I think basically you're, you're saying that there's some kind of shift in the focus of what we do for our task to, to survive in technology. Is that an argument? Well, uh, just like what are consciousness is attending to oh okay what it what it used to be attending to was like milking the cows or food or the farm or whatever it was back then yeah but it you wouldn't bother attending to questions like what comedians should talk about or not talk about it wouldn't make any sense just like it wouldn't make any sense for you and i to concern ourselves with what the salinity of the ocean is in the red sea versus the baltic sea we're not you and i aren't going to be like consumed with that thing because it's just going to be outside of our realm of awareness you know okay okay so that is makes it super obvious but so maybe you could help me understand why is there a strange phenomenon where if you don't pay attention to the salinity of the Baltic Sea versus the Red Sea today, then you're a fucking crazy asshole, white privileged <laughs> motherfucker, right? <laughs> Sir, dude, you see the you see the trap? How the fuck did that happen? How did it happen? Okay. Well, I it's a good question and I certainly don't know the answer, but let me just sort of I don't know if this is plain devil's advocate, but maybe it is. Maybe if our great 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 grandparents they they milked the cows like this and then one day a guy came and milked the cows like this they might be like what you can't milk the cows like that i don't know i'm i'm kind of being silly but 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 maybe it's true you know maybe there's this human tendency to like 
see differences in this team us versus them thing because i do feel like i saw some movie or documentary or something i think it was fictional but it kind of felt real and it, and it was kind of a reenactment but it was like this it kind of they were trying to show like tribal life like hundreds of years ago and there was this tribe and they're just doing their thing and whatever and then in the horizon there was a sign that there was another tribe who, and they didn't know who those people were. And they all started freaking out. Oh no, there's another tribe off in the distance. Let's sharpen our spears because fucking this is dangerous, you know? What, but what is, what is the other tribe in the distance symbolize? Well, it's just like a, a other, like an other, and others are dangerous because. They, like, might kill you, you know? Or or I I heard this thing, some psychologist, I forget who or what even field was, but said that our consciousness is really much more attuned to threat and danger than anything else. So, like, for instance, if you're in a tribe, I think even perceptually, maybe the, the psychologist did some perceptual experiment, but that perceptually... Our perception really spots snakes really well. Yeah, it's yeah. something about the curving thing of the snake. Yeah. Like we're going to be way more likely to spot a snake than to spot a pretty flower. Yeah. And you can just see how evolutionarily that would make sense. That if we're attuned and heightened for threats and fight or flight around threats or whatever, that our just psyches are just like geared for fight and defending against threats or whatever. And so in in a day of this, and there's no snakes anywhere to be seen, maybe it's just like we start to, we're always kind of looking for a us versus them or a fight or something. Wow. It So if you're going to have a, like if, if we're going to say that, okay, perhaps the most important thing in life is to minimize threat. Reduce the amount of threat so you don't have to suffer. And then that would be really great because I think we're, we're well on the track to reduce the amount of, of snakes that are going to bite us. We're going to reduce the amount that tribes are going to come and kill us. Right. Well, certainly us here in America. Right. Right. Here in the U.S., it doesn't look like we're going to be attacked and bitten by snakes right away. But interesting to that point you just made is it would seem that way, but somehow we've created different new threats. And since there's not snakes or tribes that we need to kill, we might just start killing people because of a difference in political beliefs. <laughs> yeah. So so then it's like, oh, what's your stance on gun control? You're like, I don't think we should control guns at all. Ooh, don't you know? Don't you know what? what? <laughs> <laughs> like instantly get that guy to the firing squad. Right. <laughs> because he didn't have the right opinion on that. Yeah. Which I, I'm serious. This somehow ties into what the fuck is actually most important. Something Somehow this does tie in because alternatively, there's a, there's a there's a cast and crew of characters who have perfected the idea that that so ideologically the the more evolved problematic view I see today is that we shouldn't do things that are uncomfortable. We should not do things that we do not like. 
We shouldn't. And so the the weirdest where place this shows up is you have a kid who doesn't feel comfortable in social situations, so he doesn't want to go out of the house. And and that and he just says, "Why would I do that? It's so uncomfortable." He doesn't want to eat any fruits or vegetables because they don't taste good. So he wants yeah. to eat macaroni and cheese and pizza because those taste good. Right? Yeah. And why would he when he's home, why would he not play video games? Because the video games are entertaining and everything else is boring. And yeah. so then you you create a human being that that's what they do with their life entirely. Seclude themselves, yeah. play video, addicted to screens, and then have the worst nutrition on the planet. Totally. And I, for some reason, I'm wanting to add another. You, uh, you've identified a few key ones. I want to add identify another key one that I think applies to even many more people than the overweight video game addicts, which is social interaction, going out and dealing with people is also uncomfortable. I think we humans are, have really sensitive social anxieties. Yeah. And it's just gotten so much easier to not have to deal with that. So let's just do online school for our kids and let's just do online work for adults. And then I can just sit on my couch with a screen in front of me all day, every day. And I never have to interact with humans at all. Okay. But so, and this is to follow the, the train of thought that we don't want to be bitten by snakes. And the new snake is a social snake, a social snake that will bite us. And, and this, like the social, the need to protect ourselves from, from social alienation or embarrassment, right? That, in our pursuit to, or, or I guess you said just social anxieties in general. We'll do that to say the whole thing, right? Yeah. To protect yourself from those social anxieties. Well, what about the ones that are coming through the screen, right? They come through the screen and they tell you, oh, get get a better opinion on what's happening in, um, why are the gas prices seven and $7.50 $7 in California? Like, why is that? Get a good opinion about that. And, and then maybe have an opinion about how inflation works. <laughs> <laughs> right? Why is it that people who have no fucking clue suddenly want to have an opinion about inflation? They don't know anything about all of the contributing. <laughs> like They don't know anything about the elements in the equation, yet they want to weigh in on it. Yeah. And, and it's like, once again, if you don't weigh in on it, there's pressure. So... I don't think the system that we've evolved to seclude yourself is actually protecting you. Like, mm-hmm. I wonder that that it, it becomes like if you're not in the real world struggling and fighting actual snakes, I think that the secluded world is way more fucking dangerous. And that, that's my own weird opinion. Right. Well, I no, I totally agree. I mean, in our last episode about mass shooting i basically concluded that it's isolation that is the most fucked up factor for us right now and i believe that and i think it's partly a large part to do with this people just are we can shoot in our luxurious lifestyles we can choose the easier and easier and easier path and i think for most humans it's isolation because i think social anxiety is a fucking actual real big thing for most people and also just laziness it's like they just want to like wake up in the morning and not have to like take a shower or shave or bathe and just like lay around in their apartment. Why do you think people want to do that? Like facing, facing other humans 
is hard. It triggers self-esteem insecurities. It triggers shame. There's like work in, and there's work and insecurity and stress involved in interacting with people. I, I know, but there's like, but I was listening to some fucking research this morning when I was on a run and it, and it was talking about there's a certain weird molecule that starts to be produced in your body if you're too alienated. And mm. I, I can't remember what the thing is called, but it it this molecule, when when you're isolated long enough, it comes in and it starts to cause a serious deterioration phenomenon. Yeah. Like a, a physiological, neurological deterioration happens. I, w- I wish I knew more, but fuck it. Apparently, today you can weigh in just knowing a tiny bit of knowledge. <laughs> <laughs> right? I am now an expert on on stress molecules. The isolation molecule. Oh, yeah, dude. I'm an expert in the same way that I'll tell you all about inflation, too, if you want to fucking know. Right? <laughs> I can explain how... How particular arsenals that are given to Ukraine impacts the price of, of gas in California. I'll tell you all about it, right? <laughs> in case you want to know. I mean, it's going to be so fucked up and convoluted, but apparently no one cares anymore. This thing is starting to look more crucial to me. And, and when I say this thing, it's that fundamental pivot of, hey, wait a second. I don't have to fucking weigh in on everything that appears to be of the importance of the hour. And and I mean that because like, like if you grow up in any other country, you don't have to pay attention to the rules and norms of that country to some degree because you're in a subculture of a different country. You can say, oh, well, I'm French, so aha, we don't go like that. And it's like, whoa, suddenly you don't have to follow the rules. Oh, no, no, he's French, right? In the same way that that... Through a, for the past like 50 fucking years, there's been a global opinion that Americans, when they travel, are, are awful because they're so loud and arrogant, blah, 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 right? But yeah. no one fucking takes that serious because the people saying it are fucking French. And so we're like, fuck those French people. They don't know. They're, uh, they just say, la, 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 France, right? Like, no, no one gives a shit. But then suddenly, and I promise I'm making a point this time, right? Suddenly, then when it comes back to things within our immediate echo chamber, then we have Mm -hmm. to, when I mean echo chamber is like our national fucking megaphone, right? Right, totally. Which is the media for sure. And that that goes on to all of our devices or the stupid, the, the newspapers or articles, which I don't know if anyone reads anymore. But that thing, that megaphone that's being announced to us, apparently, we're supposed to have an opinion on. And, yep. and, and really, I think that um, there are so many pieces of, of information around the world that we can't pay attention to. And we don't. And no one expects you to. Like, no one yep. expects you, Dave, to have an opinion about the caste system and the way that that like, is destroying all these people's lives. Right, totally. That's not important, but uh, Ukraine and Uvalde are super important, and you better have an opinion on those or you're a fucking worthless piece of crap. But the caste system, that's not important. You don't need to have an opinion on that. Yeah, why not? Like, your kid is half Indian, right? 
Why right. aren't you supposed to have a really strong opinion about the caste system? Right, my kid is half Indian, and he has family living in rural India who are affected by the caste system. Yes, right now, right? Yes. Like, they're, they're in their, they're, they live in the caste they're, system. They're living there right now being, their health and economics and well-being is affected by the caste system. Right now, as we speak, my son's family, aunts, uncles, cousins, they're there being affected. But that's not important. The only thing that should be important is whether I think Amber Heard was justified or not. <laughs> so uh, obviously Amber Heard is a funny joke, but in a, in a more obvious way, it would be like, hey, shouldn't you have an opinion about the war? But you can kind of get excused from the, the war because you'd be like, oh, he's a psychologist. He doesn't need to care about that. Okay, then let's go to a more core issue. What about LGBT rights and or abortion potential um, infringing um, yes. laws or whether or whether comedians whether a white comedian has a right to make jokes about non-white in what way versus a black what like I have to have an opinion about that that's way more important than anything because you're a white male you should have an opinion about that even though and and then if like right now what we're doing is is going to invalidate something someone is going to get stepped on because yeah. it's like. Really, if we're going to say, oh, yeah, yeah, fuck it, dude, you, you can you can entertain the caste system as your own hobby on the side, but yeah. because that's not really core to you in the same way that you could be really interested in in going against factory farming or potentially like animal abuse in, in shelters. Oh, you can have yeah. an opinion on that, but it's your side issue. Like this is starting to show us how how there's. There's core issues that are being fucking subjugated on, or um, maybe that's not even the right word, but it, what is, I feel like they're just being, they're hoisted upon us. And, yeah, totally. And and based on your current um, position of being, being heterosexual or cisnormative or whatever the fuck you want to call that, and your, your apparent genetics... You have to have a diff. You have you have to weigh your opinions because of that. It's so strange. There's a fucking hierarchy that's that's really clear, right? Isn't isn't that that's really weird? Because this conversation about what's the most important thing in life apparently is being told to you. Yeah, by my community, it sort of makes me want to come up with some silly story to try to illustrate the psychology of this. Imagine some random tribe a thousand years ago in, let's call it, let's say it's in Finland, just because we don't really think of tribes in Finland, but so some random tribe in Finland. And in that tribe, the men, they're supposed to like have their hair long yeah. because that makes you that makes you look tough. And then one day, this one kind of crazy young dude decided to cut his hair really short and like, the tribe was like, what? You can't do that. And then his buddy was like, that's cool. So he cut his hair short. And then there was this movement of dudes cutting their hair short. And fucking everyone was up in arms. The, this was not okay. There's a movement of young men cutting their hair short. That's not okay. That's not how we do it in our tribe. We should have a trial. We need to put these people on trial and maybe kill them. Because they're going to start a dangerous wave of revolution and it's going to upend our cultural traditions 
Yeah. Okay. Like that. Obviously, that historically has happened a, a significant amount of time, right? You, I, you, I kind. That's kind of my assumption is that this stupid psychology <laughs> exists in human beings, and we've been doing this shit in a million different ways. Dr. Seuss wrote this great book. Um, parodying this it's the butter side up versus the butter side down you know that book no but where that some, sounds great where, where some people butter their bread on top and then a different tribe butters it on the bottom and they fucking hate each other and they go to war over how it wears to butter your bread oh okay yeah <laughs> I, I, I mean I, that really helps so that we don't get all caught up in oh this is the real struggle of today this is the struggle yeah. of today but re- this kind of goes to this understanding of what a fucking human being is and what does it need? Like if we were to facilitate the perfect life for, for Dave, right? If we're going to, we're going to make this thing work out perfectly. Well, obviously a life with no fucking snakes is terrible. And, and I mean that like, uh, like actually uh, it's, it's like the clearly you, you don't have to live around fucking snakes. Like, like some people in that weird um, there's a religion where people have that shit in church, but, um, the, the, the metaphorical need for stressors to balance out your entire life, a life without any challenge is so screwed up. And, and I don't even want to talk about that. I I don't even want to entertain how stupid that idea is that we should have a life that, Oh, don't, I I mean, I just have patients that, that I see right now that, their life literally has zero obstacle. And so then the fact that there are no obstacles becomes the greatest obstacle. They are going to (laughs) grow up and become obsolete, insignificant. And, and like, it's so damaging. So, yep. I totally agree. I think, and then this point you're making, which I think is really important in our time, uh, there's, it's coming through in other scientific ways. So let me show you, because it seems like it's kind of an archetypal thing that expresses itself in a few different ways. Like, um, well, exercise, for instance. If you don't, if your body, if you don't push your body to a point of discomfort and pain, yeah. if you don't do that, it's bad for your body. Where if you push your body to discomfort and pain, it triggers your body to like trigger growth hormone, trigger regenerative healing things, and it keeps you young and staying healthy. Yeah. Um, and then this this one I just kind of connected it to. Well, and 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 there's whole the whole like um, uh, fasting movement, and that what they're discovering is that if you fast and starve the shit out of yourself. For periods of time. Some people think 16 hours, but some people think you have to fast for days, you know? Yeah. To, and, and like that your body needs that painful, disc, dis, uncomfortable, difficult state. And the whole Wim Hof thing, I think, is the same thing. They think that if like you like go into ice cold water and trigger super intense, painful, stressful conditions, yep. that then that's really healthy. I heard one person saying they think that's really healthy, healthy for like the dopamine regulation in your brain that just psychologically you need painful discomfortable shit for dopamine regulation in your brain yeah it that's definitely important and and if we're going to create an an environment where physically you're going to remove that from yourself and then we're we're on this path to try to emotionally or psychically remove it thus the movement towards safe spaces and make sure you don't say anything that's that's terribly 
rejecting and or oppressive, over overtly oppressive to other people. And, and the, even the distinction of people as a minority group versus the majority, that, that fucking preposterous hyper-focus on your, your in-group or out-group is yep. like, like, who the fuck started doing all that? Because it's not helping us to then be like, okay, find out who you are within this matrix and then, and then align yourself accordingly. So then what this means is you're aligning yourself according to, to rules that don't have anything to do with you. They have to do with someone else's idea of the way that this hierarchy works. And, yep. and as long as you ascribe to that, it is the fucking caste system. Like, that's the whole fuck. I mean, that's where this shit really implodes. Like, yep. just try to understand how the caste system works, right? Like, it's so bizarre. All those in the caste system buy into it. Those at yep. the bottom, those at the bottom actually believe that they cannot get out of it until their next lifetime. And so they, yep. they, they don't struggle to become anything more. And so... And you'd be like, what the fuck is that? Well, just look at what we're doing currently. Look at what we're doing. And I don't want to say that I'm even part of it. I don't even want to say that I'm part of this current phenomenon here in the U.S. I don't, I don't like what do you mean? What, what, what do you mean you don't want to say you're part of it? I don't want to be part of, of further defining who we are and by by subtly paying attention to those who are oppressed and then logging that in my mind so that I became I behave accordingly to those who are oppressed and then and then rate myself as as not oppressed and then behave accordingly because I'm rating myself as oh I'm someone who's not oppressed so then therefore I can go become anything I fucking want because of my privilege and so I can do that, but you guys can't. So I'll just walk around and say sorry to everyone. Or like, what the fuck is that? Other yeah, yeah, yeah. other than um, shit. I clearly have tremendous opinions about this thing. I'm trying to not have opinions about. Okay. Well, well, uh, I'll just jump in since it seems like you um, paused there. Okay. So if I try to summarize this point. That there's been a new kind of belief that's spreading, and some people that belief is too light of a word. It's like intense righteous dogma. But there's a new belief that like um, humans suffer, and we should minimize suffering. So if someone's too poor, then the rich people should try to make them less poor because being poor is painful. Or if um, they're starving, we should get the people who have a lot of food should give them food. Or if they're feeling um, discriminated against, then the people who are in power should, should change things so that people don't feel discriminated against. Or if a person feels offended, then the, the masses should shift things so they don't feel offended anymore. It's sort of like this new cultural wave of awareness of people who are not feeling as good and that we should tend to those people to try to make them not feel so bad. Yeah. And I, 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 I feel like that makes sense and there's truth to it, yeah. but I just think it, it's gotten taken too far. There's um, the, 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 the insight that like if someone is suffering or doesn't have enough food 
or is feeling discriminated, we should, we should be aware of that and we should work to try to help it. I think that's true and that makes sense. Yeah. But I think that, I think there's a yin yang balance principle that isn't seen. So, that, so it's sort of like the baby's being thrown out with the bathwater. It's like, yes, we should attend to inequalities, but you can also take that too far. I think that we haven't, we haven't, yeah. um, we haven't integrated this principle of help those who have less. We haven't integrated that principle with the principle of, but you can't help people too much. Life is hard, difficulty, um, pain, suffering is part of life. And if you just try to wash that away for everyone, you actually end up creating worse problems. That's such a better balanced uh, perspective. I I got so wound up that I was ready to just declare, this is the episode called American Caste System. Like, like (laughs) you're, like what you just said about, yes, Obviously, we're in a movement towards including everyone and and having a a a more constructive society. And as we're trying to do that, it's such a big project that it looks fucking worse. Like the more that we try, because well, I because I think the movement of trying to help people gets taken too far. It. Instead of being like, oh, there's people who are poorer, let's try to help them. They say, oh, there's people who are poor, the rich are evil, capitalism is evil, throw out capitalism, pure communism, give the poor people the money. It's just like they, they, they're overreacting. I do think that there's a sense of, okay, things could be shifted, but then there's this pendulum swing overreaction thing where we're just demonizing. Like, I see these things where people demonize Elon Musk, like he's the worst guy in the world and he's a filthy rich capitalist pig. Yeah. And it's just overly simplistic thinking. Man, yeah, I, it, it is definitely because if you were going to chase that thing down, if we were going to feel guilty about those who have more and those who have more should be persecuted, um, the, our entire country has more, like undeniably. Yes. We, the, the entire structure of the global economy is rigged where we just get more and more. And, totally. And that, so that argument falls apart horrendously, but that no one seems to give a fuck about that. It's still... Well, that, that, that's a really good point. A really good, simple way of, of making that point I heard once is, imagine some young, super woke social justice warrior who works at a nonprofit and they make $36,000 a year at this nonprofit and because they make 36000 they have to live in a smaller apartment and have to share it with one of their coworkers. And they can't quite own a car, so they have to walk and bike everywhere. And, and they can't go out to the nice restaurants, and they don't really get to go on vacations because they make 36000 a year. And then they watch Elon Musk, who has 10 million homes and yachts, or this person driving their nice fancy um Mercedes and etc. And they're pissed at these rich people. The fucking one percent needs to fair pay their fair share. Blah blah blah. And they go. Bah. But here's the here's the the crazy trick that it actually really fucked me up when I heard this. That person who's bitching, they're in the one percent worldwide because worldwide oh. the income that puts you in the top one percent is like about thirty six thousand. So that person who's bitching about 
Elon Musk and the 1% needs to further share, they're in the 1% of planet Earth. So they're the fucking greedy bastards who aren't sharing their wealth with the people in Burundi. That is so perfect. That like that made this entire thing come full circle to the most important thing in life is that pivot you just described. The ability yeah. to pivot as anyone listening to that story of the dude making 36,000, there's so many traps in that. And then suddenly you're like, oh, the thing that he's most upset about, he is. He's guilty of it. He's a greedy bastard who needs to give his wealth to the people in Burundi. And so then if you were to somehow see that in the way that it's super easy to be like, oh, wow, he is also it, then how are you going to... um Shit, this just uncovered another one of my assumptions that if you knew what was the most important thing, then you would be able to relax. Mm. Which that also implies one of the most important things in life is knowledge. Like the to know what you what one is supposed to do. Like that is an unbelievable thing. If you knew what to do with your day, like if you knew, you knew what you were supposed to do then shit, imagine the tremendous relief. I think it's really odd that throughout the day, most of us don't have a fucking clue what we're supposed to do. You know, you have to go okay, to work. So, so hold on, let me repeat kind of the core of what you're saying because you're, you're moving into crazy, profound spiritual territory here, porn. You said the most important thing is some awareness that would allow you to relax. Yeah, and then, so what that awareness is, is something in the category of, it's all okay, life is good, you can, you can live life, you, like, you can live life in a state of peace. Like, that, that awareness would give you that. Like, because you knew, that you know what you have to do, right? You know that, like, you don't have to go out and get in an argument with your family about gun control that you know that's not what you have to do you're like oh yeah yeah that's funny i could do that or or i could take that very seriously but actually what i'm what i'm going to do today is this thing because it's very important and 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 to know how that works i really have this idea that that at some point it, there will be enough knowledge that it will almost be programmable like what a human being needs and and I don't think currently what we are emphasizing as the most important things are are actually helping us get closer to 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 facilitating the most important thing for human life. Right. But but so we should speculate as to what that is. If you knew the most important thing, then you would be able to act in a way um where you kind of can like gracefully peacefully and contentedly move about life right yeah and 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 that must be something in the category of sort of feeling loving warmth towards your the people around you and the world around you and to want to kind of like work with them in a way that like um helps yourself and them just kind of live a nicer life yeah, I, I totally agree with what you're saying. And I would I think that people actually believe that 
being in this kind of a argumentative stance that we're going to we're going to make change, we're going to make social change, we're going to make political change that that is what people think is going to help. And and I I understand that that's an important process, but the fact that all of us currently think we should have a totally inflated uh social opinion and in, an inflated cultural idea, right? I don't think all of us should 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 do that. It's almost like I I don't think all of us should have an opinion about quantum physics. Yeah. Like I well I don't think we all of us have enough I that's it's so strange. What a terrible end to this because uh I am now completely in the trap of just being like argumentative and judgmental. And, and I've lost any touch with the pivot to an awareness that would allow me to have a better life personally in the way. Right. Well, you're yeah, you're trying to argue against the argument. Yeah, I did. I literally fell into the trap of the, the thing that I was trying to go. And then I felt the constriction like yeah, yeah. I felt collapsed and in, in tr- in like Ugh. I, I felt R- that. Right. And so the way out of that constriction is to relax and let it go and then just move in life just in a more fun or lovely or light way. 